0: My little attempt to stop the obnoxious political calls I've been getting. Election Eve, five calls, one after another, from the same number in Anaheim. I don't answer if my smartphone thinks it's spam. Curious, I call the number back. A real voice answered. I said, I'm here for your message, after the voice said hello. The voice on the other end hung up on me, but I did catch multiple voices chatting in the background, a working boiler room. Then yesterday, there were the mysterious robocalls across America, not telling people to vote and vote for one person, the robotic voice telling people to stay home and stay safe. They could vote the day after, text messages with a similar message across the country. I went to bed peacefully last night, continuing to pray the prayer of many days, Lord, thy will be done. You may be stressed, your side may have won or lost, Jesus still in charge. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and on this day after a national election in the United States, we're still in a series called Be Thou My Vision. The election is over, or is it? at least the campaigning is over. I've heard from many of my co-workers who are thankful that the political commercials have finally come to an end. But something that should never end is keeping our eyes on Jesus. In a moment, we're going back to Washington, D.C. We'll speak with a retired pastor who used to minister at the same church where George Washington attended, a couple of hundred years ago. It's so easy to put your hopes in political candidates or political platforms only
1: to be disappointed and let down. We've experienced it over and over again. The only leader who doesn't let us down is Christ.
0: Pastor John Yates, he has experience ministering to people in his church on both sides of the aisle, and his vision for Christ is infectious. So please stay around, and let's be encouraged together. Then after the program, I want to send you season one of the new TV series, The Chosen, created to tell the story of Jesus from the perspective of those who were around him. And we've been hearing from so many listeners how excited they have been to watch this series. So for your minimum gift, I want to send you the entire eight episode season one of The Chosen on two DVDs. After an election season, I know you'll be refreshed to watch the story of Jesus changing lives. Call us after the program at 800-654-2836, 865-HAVEN. Or go to our website and make your gift there, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And just before we open with music, I want to encourage you to keep praying. Pray for your nation, wherever you live. Pray for your leaders. And if you need a little help in doing this, I'd like to send you the prayer card, 30 Ways to Pray for Those in Authority. We'll send you the prayer card for your gift of any amount. And if you need prayer yourself, let us know when you call or go to the top of our webpage and click on the prayer banner. Go there and send us your prayer request so that we can be praying for you. And now a famous hymn, it's what we're calling our series this week, Opens Haven Today. From a hymns album they did. The group is For Him and Be Thou My Vision. Here on Haven Today, I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. The last couple of days, we've had friends of the program on who live in the Washington, D.C. area. United States Senate Chaplain Barry Black on Monday. And then Dr. Oz Guinness yesterday. But I want to go back to the United States Capitol once again. And I want to meet up with the now-retired but longtime pastor of Falls Church Anglican, John Yates. Welcome back to the program.
1: Charles, thanks so much for letting us be on your wonderful show. We're thrilled to talk with you and so
0: glad to be together. Well, it's great to have you on. And I want everyone to know that the church you pastored for so many years has been around a lot longer than you. In fact, the very first president of the United States, George Washington, was a church warden there, wasn't he?
1: That's right. Uh, that was a long time ago, but the church was already old by the time he was a warden at our church. But he did serve on the building committee that built uh, the current chapel, uh, in the town and was one of the local leaders of the church we say that he used to tie his horse under
0: the old oak tree out in the yard <laughs> i see well john here we are a day after a presidential election you and i live in a polarized nation much division not only in our land but in the church for decades you ministered to people on both sides of the aisle how did you do that, even while staying faithful to the gospel? You know, uh, Charles, I've been here
1: in Washington, D.C., since Jimmy Carter was president, mm. and we have seen um, we have seen good leaders and poor leaders alike mm-hmm. <laughs> in the White House and in the Congress, and we've also been involved with various members. Uh, of the Supreme Court. And we take very seriously our responsibility to pray for the leaders of our nation. We pray for the president and other leaders of our nation every week when we gather. And we take very seriously our citizenship as citizens uh, of the United States to um, be deeply involved in the political process. To to vote, to argue, to debate, <laughs> mm-hmm. and to be as involved as we can. And, of course, we have many, many people in our church who are directly impacted by uh, the outcome of the elections. Uh, you know, some who are, are directly affected. They might be a congressman or uh, might work for a congressman or a senator. And others whose jobs are uh, uh, more indirectly related as well, so it's a it's a big thing for us, and uh, w- we take it very seriously. Y- you know, I I think we all know that politics are very uh, divisive, mm. and that it is um, it, it is easy to um, it, it is easy to go overboard in um, arguing a biblical case in support of this this particular position or that position I've learned over the years that I've been wrong on more than one occasion and mm. you know in in Washington when you preach to a highly educated population of people who are whose lives are deeply enmeshed in the political questions and issues uh, the moral questions of public policy you really better know what you're talking about before you venture out into those waters mm-hmm. uh, from your pulpit. And I, I know that our people have thanked me over and over again for trying to give them uh, moral and spiritual guidance uh, from the Scriptures. With, without uh, very frequently taking a particular position on a piece of legislation or a candidate running, we're, we're even very careful about letting candidates uh, uh, come and worship with us during an election because our feeling is that it's, it's, it's not the place of the church to endorse this candidate or that candidate. People certainly know I have my political Opinions and I'm open about them, but I don't I don't talk about them from the pulpit because I I think the pulpit is a a, a sacred uh, platform for teaching the principles of the kingdom of God, and it's pretty tricky to proclaim um, you know political positions from the pulpit, and so we're we're careful about that. Uh, many years ago, we came to a decision that our church uh, motto or p- parish uh, statement would be uh, that our goal as a church is our, our vision, our aim is uh, making Christ king in our lives and in the lives of others. Well, for years we've taught that as members of the body of Christ, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. We're citizens of America. We have responsibilities here. Uh, This is our home. But even more than that, we're responsible as citizens under the kingdom of Christ. And um, it's, it's so easy to put your hopes in political candidates or political platforms only to be disappointed and let down. We've experienced it over and over again. The only leader who doesn't let us down is Christ. Mm. And so we believe that God is over all the nations, and that He rules the nations, and He holds them in His hands. And our responsibility is to be in our churches, little outposts of the Kingdom of God. Living out the principles that Christ taught us to live as salt and light in the community, on the job, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, trying to influence people uh, for the kingdom of Christ. So that's sort of the
0: way we approach things here. John Yates, the retired senior pastor of Falls Church Anglican, just outside Washington, D.C. in Virginia. Thank you so much for joining us here on Haven Today. Charles, thanks so much for the privilege. Well, you're listening to Haven today, and the program is called Be Thou My Vision. I think John Yates was absolutely correct. We're so prone to putting our hopes into politicians and world leaders, but always, and I mean always, we're let down, disappointed. Scripture reminds us over and over do not put your hope in princes, do not place your final trust in rulers. There is truly one ruler that will never disappoint or come up short, and that's Christ. Christ never breaks his promises. Christ always keeps his promises. I'm reminded of the words of Paul the Apostle in 2 Corinthians 120. No matter how many promises the Lord has made, they are yes, and they are amen in Jesus Christ. We've heard a lot of promises the past few months. And all of us know not all those promises can ever be kept, but the Lord has never made a promise he wasn't able to keep. And Paul just reminded us that he's never made a promise that he hasn't already kept in Christ. He's our hope. And it's when we place our hope in Christ that our vision clears and we can see things as we should. It was C.S. Lewis who once said, I believe in Christianity like I believe in the sun not just because I see it, but because by it I can see everything else. He was right about that. Christ himself said, I am the light of the world. Without him we cannot truly see. Until I met Jesus, I didn't understand my own sin. I didn't understand my own need of grace. I didn't understand the ways I put my hope and trust in the things of this world. But now that I know Christ, I can never unsee it. And it makes me wonder as I look back on my life, as I look back over this year, what kind of Christian do I want to be? Do I want to be the Christian that puts so much hope in politicians and worldly pursuits that I become indistinguishable from the world I live in? Or do I want to be the Christian that bowed my knee to Christ and Christ alone? And lived my life to proclaim his excellencies to those around me. Well, I pray you know the answer. And we've all failed to make the right choice at times. But this is the beautiful thing about trusting in Jesus. He's the Lord of the second, third, fourth, and even more chances. His blood covers our failures. Every day is an opportunity to ask the Lord for help. His mercies are new every morning this political season has been tense, full of great fear, but we have access in Christ to a love that casts out fear it's been burdensome, but we have a Lord who takes our burdens on himself, we have been anxious, but our Jesus invites us to cast our anxieties on him and why is that the case because he cares for us he always cares for us No matter what is going on in our world That's something you can put your hope in Lord, in heaven There is disruption, there is confusion Some of us are sad, some of us are glad But Lord, I pray those of us who call Jesus Christ Our Lord and our Savior Will know where our hope comes from And we know that this foundation of your church this rock that you are is where we can rest and we can rest forevermore this hope that we get and we find in jesus christ alone may we not lose sight of that this week and every week to come until christ's return and until we join you in heaven i pray this now in the name of jesus Amen.
2: On Christ's side
0: The Norton Hall Band. My hope is built, coupled with solid rock, on a haven today called Be Thou My Vision. I'm Charles Morris. That's our goal this week to help you and me keep our eyes on Jesus. And I'm so thankful we were able to spend time with my friend, the retired pastor John Yates, on the program today. Oh, that we would more and more be turning our eyes to Jesus in these strange and difficult days. And one way to know to do that is to watch the biblically-based TV series called The Chosen. I know you've seen movies on the life of Christ, but those are usually over in a couple of hours. They just don't have the time to dive into the biblical narrative. And that's what I really like about The Chosen. It is the story of Jesus— but in a fresh and vibrant way through the eyes of people whose lives were transformed by him. And as you watch all eight episodes in the first season of The Chosen, you and those around you will gain a deeper understanding of how the gospel truly transforms us. So for your generous gift to this listener-supported ministry, I'd like to send you the DVD collection, The Chosen, Season 1. Please call us right now at 800- 6 five, four, 2836 800 haven Or go watch some clips from the series when you visit our website. And after you've done that, you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Let me just say that we still need to be praying for our leaders and governments all the more. And we still have the 30 ways to pray for people in authority. It's a prayer card that we have for your gift of any amount. Ask about it when you call us or go online and let us know also how we can be praying for you. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me on the day after. Won't you come with me again tomorrow But again together? We'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today.
3: here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. A long time ago, it was normal for young boys to go to sea. As part of a ship's crew, they learned important skills like navigation, and often the captain taught them himself. After all, not knowing where you are or where you're going on the high seas inevitably leads to shipwreck. And in the Christian life also, we need day-to-day, moment-by-moment navigation. Paul told his protege, Timothy, to chart his course in ministry by holding faith and a good conscience. And he warned him that by rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith. And the best way to avoid that is to learn, to walk with, and to follow Jesus every day. You can get started with Anchor Devotional at GetAnchor.com.